Hello everyone, it's me, Brian with Destructive Gaming. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of All Things Nerdy Podcast. This is our fourth episode that we have today. Uh, so why it's starting a little different, um, as many of you know, I do stream this podcast live on Twitch every Saturday night. And when I was streaming, uh, the intro did get a little screwed up. Um, I reset some scenes and it just screwed up my program. Uh, so the intro got a little screwed up. So today on the podcast, we have Jake James Lugo. He is a YouTuber, for lack of a better term. Uh, he does writing, producing, uh, camera work, editing. Uh, you know, he he does it all. Um, you know, mainly he's a writer, game critic, um, you know, kind of like a Cisco and Ebert film critic type thing. Uh, you know, he does podcasts as well. So I wanted to get him on the show. Um, I got in contact with him. Uh, we kind of talked back and forth for a while, planned this out. Basically in this episode is I just looked at the news stories throughout the week and kind of just thought we could cover the gaming news stories from the week before. Um, and then Jake James also sent a story uh, that he wanted to cover. So it was kind of a fun little thing that we built, uh, did the podcast, turned out pretty well. So I hope you guys all enjoy listening to the podcast. Um, I say it in the beginning here, but if you can, uh, down in the description, I do have Jake James Lugo's uh, links to his YouTube channel. So, you know, go over there, check him out, uh, give him a subscription, like his videos, and, you know, just leave a comment saying, you know, hi, uh, sent over here from the All Think Nerdy podcast, loved you on the podcast, uh, you, know, you know, just show him some support. All right, with all that out of the way, let's just kind of roll right into the podcast. So once again, I hope you guys all enjoy the podcast. And until next time, take it easy. Yeah. Um, so my intro was a little messed up. Sorry about that, guys. I usually come to there. Uh, that scene was messed up. Writer, game reviewer, producer, um, video editor. He does it all. Uh, what we say is content creator. Uh, that's kind of a label some people like to cringe at, uh, but it's the best umbrella term uh, for what we do. Especially my guest right here, Jake James Lugo. Um, Jake James Lugo, how's it going today, my friend? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you inviting me on. How's it going, chat? Everybody tuning in. Hopefully, you guys are doing all right. You know, having yeah. a good weekend. It's Saturday, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, usually, chat's not popping too much right away. Uh, hopefully, they will pop in here. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry for that rough beginning, man. I always screw up the beginning. Um, mm. uh, but like I said, we're just going to jump right into it here. Um, so I, to let people know how we met, um, I, we kind of found each other on Twitter, uh, is like super random. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's kind of the way of the world now. Uh, we somehow found each other. I don't know. Maybe you posted something that I found interesting or s probably that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I doubt it was the other way around. Um, but no, you posted something, uh, we kind of got a thing going. Um, so I put out a call uh, for this project and you answered the call. You were there day one, sent me a video. Uh, great, up. <laughs> yeah, great video. I loved it. Unfortunately, project fell through. Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, so I wanted to get you on the podcast. I like your view on things. Um, I, I like the way um, you portray yourself, you portray your channel. Uh, so with that being said, let's jump right into it. Um, since I do yeah. like your view on things, and this is a thing people are really back and forth about right now. Uh, is it worth uh, it? Is it a good thing? The Steam Deck. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about this? Are Are you into it? 
Well, it's funny too, because literally the day of that, everything got announced and shown revealed. And then the IGN preview, the hands-on preview came out and stuff. I actually talked to my friend, my friend Juan, uh, and we, we just had like a back and forth about it. You know, we, we got some Starbucks and just talked about it. And we were literally just, we we're of the mindset that, and, and uh, I, was the, I was of the mindset that the Steam Deck is not going to be for people that want to get into PC gaming. I don't think this is going to be a thing that converts people to PC gaming. The reason being is because, number one, people that are not into PC gaming like that, that they're into console gaming, they would rather take that $399 starting, by the way, for that first version of the console, and go put that towards an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 right now if they don't already own a Switch at this point. On top of that, keep in mind, you know, you have to have a Steam account. You know, you have to make a Steam account in order to get really the most use out of this thing. So if you've been on PC and you've been playing on Steam for a while and you've got games from all the Steam sales that have been happening and stuff, you're going to have a ridiculous library for this thing, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but there's all these other things that come into play with it that that makes me pause, you know, besides not being into too much into PC gaming. Uh, keep in mind, like some of the games, especially for the lower end uh, version of this model of this actual unit of the Steam Deck, uh, you're not going to be able to install some games because they're just way too big. Like yeah. I think it's 65 gigabytes for the smaller version. And there's some games that push 80. There's games like Call of Duty that need at least 120, 150. That you know, PS4 base. hard drive. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they destroy. Like I have Warzone and I have Modern Warfare, you know, installed on my consoles. And those things like destroy hard drive space, like because oh, of yeah. all the stuff. And it's and there's no reason for them to do so, but that's what it is. I mean, tr- imagine trying to install something like Cyberpunk on that thing. That's going to yeah. eat up hard drive space. And that's just the base game. Mind yeah, you. That's not even including DLC updates or anything else that you want to put onto your console so as it stands right now i think it's cool technology it's clearly like if you took what the idea of the nintendo switch is and jacked it up with caffeine or steroids that's a cool idea because it could do things like you could project onto another screen via USB-C. It has a uh, what is it? A lot of great guts to run like high-end games yeah. on there. The, the battery life to me is a little meh because depending on how what type of game you're running and the way that it's running on there, that could affect the battery like life pretty two significantly. To six hours. Yeah, well, well yeah. keep in mind, that's like if you're playing like Portal on 30 frames per second, or if you're yeah. putting it on 60 frames per second, it's going to be even less. And yeah. it's it's one of those things that's like, okay, that that's understandable. That's a PC gaming thing. But the car, the, the, the common console person that's not into this type of stuff, they're going to be like, oh, yo, you took you told me this thing is supposed to last me five to six hours, maybe eight hours. Why am I only getting four? Why am yeah. I only getting three? You know, and it's yeah. it's little things like that that just compound onto it. And, you know, like I said. It, this is for the PC crowd, the PC crowd that doesn't want to be in front of their PC, that wants to be at their their bed, probably playing whatever their favorite games are. Maybe they go on a trip and they want to have access to their Steam library. You know, exactly. You're pouring yourself. Exactly. Like that's hotel the hotel rooms, of- baby. Oh, I, I don't have the hollow laptop. I have a Steam. Exactly. Game. That'd be amazing. Exactly. Just bring your Steam. It's like the, it's like the switch for PC gamers. Basically, that's what it is. Now, mm. this might change. Obviously, this thing I think is coming out in December this year or October, something like that. You know, sometimes there's the fourth quarter. There might be other iterations, other things that change about it. And then I know that the later two models are coming in 2022, I think towards the spring, something like that. But like I said, this is for the PC crowd. This is not for the the newbie con- the newbie console crowd that's not into PC gaming. This is not going to convert a bunch of people. And I honestly think it's not going to sell that much. I know that the uh, pre-orders, I think, sold out, but I don't think they had a lot of like supply and stuff. I, I really no. don't think this is going to be like gangbusters. No, Um well, Val even said themselves, this is just them testing the market to see if it's viable. Um, they're not yeah. here to, like, change the market. They just want to see if it's viable. Um, but to bring up your point about the storage, it's uh, you were right. The 
the minimum storage on the the cheapest model is 64 gigabyte. Cyberpunk, the base game, is 86 gigabyte. Yeah, that ain't gonna run on there. Like, it's yeah. just not gonna happen. You yeah. can't run Call of Duty. You can't run. I bet you probably can't even run like an original Crisis on there. I don't know how big Crisis is. Yeah, you know, well, games in that era were around 40, 50 gigs, but that was a different okay, so kind yeah, of you're, game. You're but that could be up in the 60s because that game was different. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, to go on your 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 sizing, how it could be smaller. Um, I have a theory. Um, well, one is lazy programming. Hmm. You know, yeah, well, don't for optimize yeah. games. Yeah, the textures. Yeah. Somebody told me it's because of the textures. They're just so freaking huge. Like, yep. Yeah, and they ridiculous. don't want to compress them. Then when you do compress them, you lose quality, um, and they wanted a lot of realism. Uh, but it's also, there's a theory that when you buy digital, um, a lot of internet in this country is very slow, uh, or you yeah. have a data cap or stuff like that. Uh, so when you download a game, you know, it's 100, 100 gigs like GTA, it's going to take you a while, and it's also going to take up a lot of your internet. So yep. you're probably not going to just delete it. You're going to play it. You're going to keep playing that game. And that's an incentive oh. them for, oh. or for, for them to make sure you keep that game installed and keep playing it because it's a pain in the butt to have to download it all again. Um, for most people that's now mind you, I think it's don't forget thing. we're just talking about games right now. Keep in yeah. mind, this thing supports mods. Mods take up space and stuff like mods yeah. also like mess around with people's it's hard drive space. So imagine yeah. that. Like you're you're gonna need at least a two fifty six well, for this thing. Um, I, it's funny. I was actually modding Cyberpunk today because uh, the, the like they finally fixed it. Mm. Not, um, not CD Projekt Red. The modding community fixed it. There's yeah, the mod, that's how it always goes. The mod yeah. mod community, the, um, the 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 X wing pilots of the gaming community. I call them. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so I wanted to jump back in, but I went on to a mod site and I want to see what's on there first to see if it's worth it. Um, it seemed like it was, and I was downloading stuff, and uh, I had at least forty gigs of mods by the time I was done. Oh. Um, but you know, I'm a PC person, uh, so I like doing that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Even the average person that's going to pick this up is not going to probably do mods but if they do it's going to take up so much space because it's going to have to be like a special app like vortex you just get that 65 gigabyte model i think that yeah. the 65 gigabyte yeah. model is going to be for the people that don't know any better that they probably are not playing high-end pc games that are like real like you know intensive yeah. games like you're not going to be running doom 2016 or doom eternal on this thing like some of those people are going to be stupid enough to play like stuff like among us or like smaller games that really is not going to take advantage of that hardware like that and then they're yeah, going to complain later but they can't uh, playing any of these games now i think it does have like stuff where you can enter i think it's like an sd card or yes. something like that it's like extra stuff every for model extra space. Has that. Yeah. yeah every model like has that but like you know still like if you're gonna get a console to do something like this and especially for that type of gaming you're gonna want the higher end model like it's just you're gonna want to drop that 600 which again 600 for something like this that's a whole ps5 that's a whole series x at this mm-hmm. point you know those are questions that the common person even though the pc crowd is gonna be like well it's worth it stuff but the common person is gonna ask stuff like that yeah um yeah because like like you said, you're going to drop that money. Then you also have to drop money on an SD card um, exactly, just for good storage. Um, and, you know, let's bring up this, too. I mean, e- even consoles don't come with enough storage. Xboxes don't. PlayStations don't. I think, I think PS5 comes with close to a terabyte. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's not much. Yeah, because I have a PS5. I just didn't have a check recently. Yeah. But, like, but that's Series X was this day. Like, <laughs> um, like, I think the lowest hard drive in my PC is a terabyte. Um, like, that should be the standard now. I think yeah. uh, with, with the way digital is going, 
because um, what's the hard drive space on like a PS5 digital is probably only a terabyte too again. It's like, well, yeah. so you have to buy expansions then, um, which is unfortunate. But I, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of a thing that I think you're going to hit with anything, but it seems like handheld things are the worst at that. Um, the Switch isn't great with storage. Uh, this Steam Deck isn't I mean, for this though, honestly, for this, like it, it, it's it addresses some of the things that the Switch just can't do because the Switch's guts, like the, the actual parts in it and stuff, is not like nowhere near like what this thing is. So it is kind of cool to see that like progression or evolution or some change up, you know, for what a portable console could be because this is dope technology when you really think about it. It's just that I think that for this to really take off or, you know, take off down the line, I think it's going to take some time. I don't think this is going to be a hit immediately right from the gate. No. Well, then the fear is also it's Valve. Are they going to give up on it right away? You want to know how they get people to buy this thing? I'll tell you right now, go start talking about Half-Life 3 and they'll never do it because they don't <laughs> want to do Half-Life 3. Like you you get people uh, on something like that for an immediate like, you know, exclusive thing like that and be like, "Hey, you can play this on your on your Steam Deck." You know, go play this, go play Half-Life 3 Portable and stuff. And people are just wild because they roll for Valve like that. You know, they'll just go crazy for it. But like me, alas, in a perfect world. <laughs> I bought a VR, um, a wireless VR. Oh, the Half-Life VR? <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's the Vive Oculus. It's the wireless yeah. one, though. And then I got a program where I can just play off my computer desktop. So it's wireless. So I mm. play Half-Life Alex, like in a big space. And it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely a gimmick. You know, I wish it would have been Half-Life 3. Um, but that game will never happen. Uh, the game's got to get off his butt. Just just stop, stop complaining. Stop talking about all this stuff. Just go make us a game. Yeah, but he, he's making tons of money. So what's the point? Like, a, game. Game, a game's a gamble. <laughs> Steam isn't. So he's going to keep doing it. And this is not a gamble, right? Like, the Steam well, Deck's true. not a gamble. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot of good points. But, like, my thing is, it would be cool in theory, if I knew how to run a Wii U emulator, emulator, and then you could still play Switch games emulated to a higher frame rate. Um, oh, the mod community is going to have a ridiculous time with this thing. I'll tell you right now, they're going to go, the, the hacker slash modder community, they're going to run wild with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just saying, like, um, on my current computer, I'll, I'll oh, okay. I do have a Wii U emulator, and I'm just saying mm. that's what I'm going to use it for. If I do how <laughs> those are kind of illegal is what I'm saying. Um yeah. I own the emulator, but no games for it, unfortunately. Uh but um so that kind of wanted to brings me into the next thing too. Um, oh, oh, oh. um mm-hmm. with gaming, and we're gonna be talking about games and um you know, like you know how you can only get games on certain platforms um, and you only want to play them on certain platforms. Would you ever play games on Netflix? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, it sounds intriguing. I remember reading the announcement of this. Netflix knows how to distribute film, movies, TV series and stuff. I mean, they had that like interactive thing. I forgot which uh, thing it was. Was it Blackbox or Bandersnatch or something like that? I never they had the cops with that. I never cared to. No. Like, but when it comes to games, I, I even saw this on Twitter from a bunch of game devs that I follow and that I know. They're like, yeah, good luck, guys. Like, I mean, they got money. Netflix has resources. But, like, do they have the talent? Do they have the mindset to go get the talent to make games? That's the problem. And, like, how are you going to distribute that through Netflix? Like, you're going to play that through consoles, home consoles like PS5 or PS4 or whatever else. Or it's just a lot of questions right now. And I just, I, they need to talk more to me. They need to say things that, like, you know, a lot of my questions in some sort of, like, presentation or something. Yeah. Well, 
I know at first there's going to be no extra added costs, but you know, that will come down the line yeah. if it does become a good thing. And then is that for True. people that just don't want video games on Netflix? Um, Cause the cost is going to go up for everybody. Um, for real. But yeah, I don't know if you play Google Stadia or Amazon Luna nope. or GeForce nope. GE or PlayStation nope. now. Um, I've tried them all. Definitely not PlayStation now. <laughs> yeah. I've tried I've them all. I've never demoing that. <laughs> yeah. It, PlayStation now is not good. Uh, GE it's Force not now. good at all. No, it's, it's no horrible. Game Pass. Uh, it should be like what Game Pass is, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to download the games directly. Um, but like, yeah, streaming them, you can. There's latency. There's a lot of art. Like, there's artifacting. It feels horrible on PlayStation now. GE Force Now is great if you have a great computer to run it from. That's high end yeah. stuff there. Um, yeah, you can use a program, but you need like a good Nvidia Shield TV and all that stuff, and that's just all a big price point to get into. Google Stadia, I liked it. Um, I did a little review on it. I played Hitman. Um, it was way better than PlayStation Now, uh, but I have really good internet where I live. It's all brand exactly. New. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I work for an ISP. Um, and the, mm -hmm. the head of construction lives at the end of my road. And you got ridiculously good internet. <laughs> yeah, it's the cleanest you can get. Um, so it's like, I know I'm fortunate in that way that I can play Hitman and there's no latency. Like I push left and he goes left, but that's not going to be everybody's experience. Yeah, that's not the common person's experience. Uh, like the common person place. has to deal with like Why 50 top, uh, as, you know, up for their down speed. Sometimes maybe at the most like 250 to 200 down speed and stuff like junk. that, as cool as it is, it's nowhere near what's probably required for like, you know, direct streaming of games to be comp, you know, competent to have like a decent experience. Like if you were just playing it on your home console, that's the problem with us specifically here in the United States, because other parts of the world, like Japan, because they're a smaller country, they have a different uh, internet infrastructure. Things like that are much more viable. So it'll probably do good in other places like that. May I would even argue maybe in certain countries of Europe, like that. And again, I, I don't really know like there's stuff going on, but for us yeah, here in the States, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, I just want to interrupt us quick. Um, Rock Roberts, thank you so much for that subscription. I know you can't hear my audio alerts. Um, hey, Rock Roberts. Yeah, thank you, Rock. He's, uh, he is part of our group, Stream Hat Mafia. I've known him for a while. Good guy, another content creator. Uh, mainly the streams mm. on Twitch. Uh, cool mm. guy. Um, thank you for coming to the Stream Rock and the podcast again. He's usually here every Saturday when we do it. Um, Rock, I want to introduce you here. You missed the beginning. Jake James Lugo. Uh, so what hey, we're Rock, talking about, um, sorry. Uh, so what we're talking about is Netflix and streaming. Um, uh, not just to bring in Rock. Um, I just wanted to bring back up the audience. Um, so what it was is Jake, uh, Jake James was saying that um, the internet in most of the U.S. is really bad. Um, I know usually to stream a game in 720, you want at least 10 megabits a second uh, for download, and then upload you want five. Consistent, yeah. Um, at so, least, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but what were you saying? You, you were saying the certain speeds, um, and that's when that alert went off. Um, okay, so yeah. Like you, the, the, well, the thing I was saying, the thing I was saying was that you know most people, like the common person here in the United States, probably doesn't get like really fast internet. Like sometimes I've been to places that you only get the most is like 50 down, 
as, as they're down speed, 50 megabytes down, or maybe at the most, maybe 150 to 200 megabytes down, you know, because I live in Florida, you know, in South Florida specifically. So it varies from state to state. You know, obviously, yeah. I think in like place like California, probably got like ridiculously high. I've seen like 300 down or someone that people will share on like their social media. So I'm like, I need that type of Internet in my life, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But you know, it, it's not a consistent thing across the entire country in general. Like, it's just something that people just can't afford for one reason or another. And you need stuff like that for that type of experience with Stadia to be like an actual competent and like, you know, realistic experience in comparison to like your home consoles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's playing off of Google servers, because um, like I said, I, I do work for an ISP. Um, I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but um, to ping a server, you always ping the closest server. Um, you know, to get your true internet speed. And what actually matters is ping. Um, how fast can you talk to the server and the server talk back to you? Um, download speed is it's just that it's a load of that of how fast that packet is gonna travel. Um, so you can have, you know, hundred megabits of data travel at four hundred milliseconds is your ping time. Well that's garbage. It doesn't matter. You can have a terabyte, that is still garbage internet. Um, you still want a low ping. Um, so if Google can't deliver a good ping to everybody. How is Netflix? Like exactly, know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so like, yeah, they work great. But I go to a lot of houses where you know um, our standard internet uh, where I work is two hundred. I think that's like our lowest internet. Um, yeah, that's the lowest like on average. Yeah. Um, you can go down to like a hundred if you want, but that's for students that get it for free. Um, mm. But, you know, we go up to a terabyte. Um, so it's like, but a lot of people, even in my town, sometimes they don't get that because they might Different not. plans, different, yeah. all types of things. It's well, all over the place. Yeah, like the ping can be different in a certain part of town because it's older parts of the plant or maybe a house is kicking back. And, you know, there's so much external things that can happen <clears throat> that can affect people's gaming experience. It's like, I don't see netflix taking over gaming i don't know why they're getting into it i know they're like gaming's a big piece of the pie that everybody wants and they believe you know what i think is going to happen to be to be totally honest with you what i honestly think is going to happen and i and i kind of echo a little bit of the sentiments of developers both indie and triple a that i've spoken to or have come into contact with about this type of thing not just netflix but this type of thing i think that it's a group of people or a company that just sees the potential of profit in gaming and sees that like okay there, there's some money and there's some good stuff to be made here that could be set us up down the line it's gonna they're gonna put a lot of resources into it they're probably not gonna get the right people to make this work or have the right game plan or blueprint for it and it's gonna crash and burn and they're gonna be like well too bad for that and then just move on to something else that's probably exactly what's gonna happen yeah because they you know it's just a gamble for them that they can afford to take a loss and unfortunately the developers are going to suffer if they have in-house people um, there's a lot of developers that I don't, that I've spoken to that just don't give a damn about this. They're like, "Yo, this sounds cool, but like y'all know nothing about game development." Yeah, yeah, it's not the same as movie development. It's not like you can't just dump money into it and be like, "We want it done this time." No, it's stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, you know, I don't know a lot about game development, um, just from what I read and stuff in the press, um, and it sounds like a nightmare. 
So. Well, there's all, it's complicated. From my, again, as someone who's not a developer, I talk to a lot of developers here and there. Like every weekend, I, I'm part of a thing called the gig where I get to talk to a lot of indie devs, a lot of you know people that work in AAA, a lot of like PR people and different individuals across the industry. And I get those tidbits and like a little bit of an understanding from their perspective from having dealing with that because these are the people that are making the games that most of us play. You know, whether it's AAA or indie, and they they would know since they're in the trenches. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, I just like I said, I I don't really think that's gonna go well. And to like to compound on that, can you imagine the council war of people saying they game on Netflix on Twitter? I mean, you can't even That'd be say weird. Use, yeah, like you game yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, like you can't even say like you've tried Stadia and people will down talk you. Um, well, uh, Stadia, at least you have the argument that it's brand new technology. It's something that like a, a legit company, like Google's a legit freaking company that's yeah. coming to actually do so because they got money. They got resources to make stuff they happen. Have, they the have difference more is, like, money. Netflix, Netflix has money and Netflix has resources and stuff, but like they're not a tech company. They're a studio. They're like a, a distributor of movie and TV content trying to get into the games industry. That's what makes it so stupid and weird. (laughs) They're a fancy blockbuster. And for our younger viewers, that's a blockbuster. Yeah, where you used to rent movies uh, when you Mm -hmm. can do it on your couch. Um, And actually, that's how Netflix started. A lot of people forget that um, Netflix. Mail in stuff. Yeah, you would mail in. My grandma was still doing that until the day she died. I was like, everybody everybody said that Netflix was going to go away because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I'll give you a Roku. And she's like, no, I want DVDs. I like to have like seasons of the DVDs of my shows. I'm like, but you're like waiting for the next season of NCIS. Like you could just watch it. And she's like, nope. Um, but uh, Rock saying here, uh, the only company that's come close to the Netflix of gaming is PlayStation PS Now. No, man. No, let me I, tell you something about PS Now. I demoed PS Now when it was like first coming out because I was at E3 and PSX when they were really like pushing it out there and stuff. And I got to see demos of it in an environment where you have they have everything controlled and they have the ridiculous internet that they could offer. PS Now works interesting as a service, but the common folk, when you're at home, when you're away from all that controlled environment and stuff, just does not work. Again, mm-hmm. Games Pass is what PS Now should be because Games Pass, what Microsoft is doing, you pay them for a bit, kind of like a Netflix service. You get uh, access to this entire library of games that you could get and play at your leisure. That's mm-hmm. what PS Now really should be. Like streaming it, though, you're not going to get the same experience like what you would get from that. It's just yeah. not going to work. Well, and... See, what I tried to do is when I paid for a month of it and I played it for a couple hours of games I like, and I was like, ooh, racing games are not good. Action games are not good. Racing games are not good. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're stuck with games that are slower paced because you don't, the screen will get blurry as soon as you get fast action. Um, and my internet's good. Like I said, I, I have 500 make right now, download and upload. So and I have no problem doing anything else and doing 4K, but... I just, why pay for something that's not that good? Like, yeah, it's the only exactly. thing that's like rock saying you have it in sucks. It's the closest thing you can play through streaming. Um, and you don't, don't see. So like, I get that, but what's the there's point no, of no streaming? Feedback. With games, yeah. like there's feedback, there's reaction, there's on the minute stuff that you have to worry about when you're downloading like movies and stuff. You're not like interacting with that download. No, like you just buffering. download the full experience. Yeah. yeah. It's like what Game Pass is. You download the full game already, like as it is. And then you just yeah. play like that locally. 
even when you're streaming something like on Netflix, you get artifacting. That's that Netflix blur people talk about. That's yeah. artifacting across the internet. That's just data packets getting lost or you know mm -hmm. misinterpreted as it comes to the other side. And, and just fluctuating. With like yeah. if you're on Wi-Fi too, keep in mind a lot of people oh, yeah. are on Wi-Fi because of their homes. Like that, I, I, that's a whole nother layer, well, of especially stuff for gaming. Because like how often yeah. do you have a you know it like a PlayStation right next to your router? You don't. You know, exactly. most of the time it's in your, in your game room or your bedroom, or maybe it's in like your front living room and your router. Even with an extender, there. like if you, you know, those little Wi-Fi like pods that you get from like oh, Xfinity. I, yeah. I mean, some people have them and whatnot. You still get the same problem like that. Yeah. And even though it's boosting the signal to your console, like right there. It's it's yeah. just a problem that everybody has. I, I ran Ethernet to my PC, uh, but my PS4 is wireless. And what a nightmare because it only does well playstation network you don't get much download anyway you get like 40 meg maximum i think where i'm from like that yeah um and it's just i think like the wi-fi is only 2.4 g it's not even 5g wi-fi card mm. inside of it uh which oh, is a, yeah which is a very um that bandwidth is in like everything is interfered with on the 2.5 megahertz bandwidth uh cell phones home phones um yeah well as soon as they ring that's interfered with your wi-fi uh, so it's mm. going to screw up everything. So gaming on PS Now, you at least have to have a PS4 Pro to have the good internet. And True. yeah, so what's the price point? What's the advantage? Nothing. Um, Crazy. So uh, that's why it'll never work 100%. But if we talk about the Netflix of gaming, that's the closest because it does what Netflix does with movies. No, Netflix of gaming is, is Game Pass. That, that's yeah. Game Pass, hands down. Yeah. Like without question. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Netflix is going to be able to transition to be the Netflix of Netflix of gaming. Um, it's not going to work for them. I don't think. I don't think the experience will be good. And the games they're going to have, like the guy or the person they have, he like helped transition EA with like Plants vs. Zombies onto other platforms. Uh, Peter like, is it Peter Mining you? No, no, that? Actually, no, I can't um, remember off the top of my head. Um, I yeah, have it I right here. Um, his, the gentleman's name is Mike Verdu. Uh, he was, okay. uh, yeah, he, so Netflix went up, but yeah, he, he worked with popular mobile games at electronic arts, including the Sims, Plants vs. Zombies, and Star Wars. He served as chief creative, chief creative officer for Zanga. Oh, we lost James for a second there. Um, can you hear me now? Yep. We can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. Like that, that just. Discord just went haywire for a second. <laughs> that was weird. weird. Um, yeah. um, so I don't know if you heard me, but the guy that had it, um, mm -hmm. he was, so he worked for EA to bring mobile platform of the Sims and Plants vs. Zombies and Star Wars to cell phones. And he was a creative officer for Zanga. If people don't know who Zanga is, they're basically yeah. a mobile cell phone platform. Yeah. Uh, why do people think this is going to end up well with him in the, at the helm? Like that's not much. Because to... keep in mind, Don Matrick was one of those people that went over to Zynga. I think it was like that. And Don Matrick really messed up Xbox for yeah, a while. True. Yeah. That, true. that. So that that's not something, or at least you know that same realm is not something I don't think anybody should be really excited about. True. Like, true. It's crazy. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I think it's going to flop uh, when I heard it and everybody's talking about it. I think it's more Netflix is trying to raise the share price because uh, their share price yeah. will go up like three. They just want to have their hand in it. multiple things. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but they don't really care. I don't think anybody should really care about it. So, Word. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, one more thing to bring up of games. Uh, I know it launched yesterday. Skyward Sword came out yesterday. I actually just bought it for the podcast today. My kids are probably playing it in the other room. Um, do you plan on playing it? I plan on getting it, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. There's certain games like that, especially like more recently within the last couple of months, and even leading into next month and the month after, that I could wait. That's the best thing. It's like I don't have to play everything on the minute. Skyward Sword HD, That I feel like that's a game I'm going to get to, but I'll play it down the line later. Because next month for me is No More Heroes 3. That's brand new. Oh, that's something yeah, that I really yeah. want to play. Now, the other one that I did that I did the same thing with, even though that was new also, was Fire Emblem Three Houses. I just got that like maybe about a month or so ago. Like that, I'm playing that oh, mad, mad late. Yeah. So like, there's just certain games that I feel like, okay, I'm going to get to them, but I'm. it's not a rush. It's not like a rush. It's not like Halo. It's coming out. It's like, oh, you're you have an Xbox, you're getting Halo. Or like with me with with a uh, PlayStation Five. The reason why I got a PlayStation Five was to play Ratchet and Clank, and I got Ratchet and Clank with the part and I Platinum. Ooh, I'm jealous. You know what? Really day one. So, that. no, that that game is great. Like, and and it was worth the wait for me. But like other games, like Returnal, Returnal, I didn't get. But Returnal, I could wait on. I I want that to go down in price because I think like certain games now that are especially for the next gen consoles are maybe a little bit overpriced for the type yeah. of experience that they offer. But like it's 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 one of those things where I feel like I don't need to play everything at the same time that everybody else is, especially if it, I'm not interested in the moment. I even did the same thing with The Last of Us Part Two. I actually did a, a thing with Red Bull Gaming about The Last of Us Part Two, and I played it mad late. I played it like six months after it came out initially, so I and, and it got away from the noise. Yeah, so you know, it, I just feel comfortable doing that sometimes. So Skyward Sword HD is going to be one of the games I do the same thing with, but I'll get okay. to it eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Zelda fan. Um, I was really upset i never got through that one uh just because i don't like motion controls and i really want to know the first entry in the timeline um so that's the reason I'm, why i'm getting it now <laughs> yeah because because of the motion controls instead of playing it on the wii yep uh so i'm i'm excited for it um but yeah i i don't know um it's not like something i was like like i kind of forgot it even dropped until friday came i was like oh yeah zelda came out today i, I didn't yeah, realize I it was so soon it. i thought it was later in the month into next month like around like when no more heroes was coming out and it like it just snuck up on everybody because wow. again i was worried this about year's... e3 at the time and all this stuff everything's just like moving fast <laughs> well i mean this year's Funny. half over um after the year we had yeah. last year the, this year is going by so fast you know it's yeah we everything Definitely. we're all blessed here um not to bring that down um but to stick on the subject of games and um you know we've been talking about different platforms and different games people like um me and you actually just had a great exchange about how you aren't excited about zelda but you like halo um i'm not really a big halo person and i respected you on that um i read a little thing uh on twitter and that, about a video and then i clicked on the link and it brought me to your youtube video um, like I said at the top of the show, um, you are a YouTube creator, uh, or you have a YouTube channel. It's one of the things you do. Um, and on there, you do a single-person podcast. Um, yep, so my one-man podcast, yep. I call it. Um, and the title got to me. It said, uh, like, get, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was like... Is that uh, why problem, Get Good is wrong? Yeah, like the problem was Get Good, um, G-E-G-U-D. Um, and I think it brought up a good point. It brought up a good conversation in your comments too, because um, there's a lot of facets to this conversation. Um, yeah. Why do people care how other people play games or what they play or how they play them? What you know what think? the problem like, is? Honestly, 
after having like covered games now, I'm going on 12 years covering games professionally and having seen a lot of different facets of the reactions that you get on places like Twitter and other social media and even inside the industry itself. The problem is that people get too caught up on trying to police other people's experiences and they're only doing it because either one, they want to validate their own opinions or they want to look good to a certain crowd. That's the problem here. You know, every a lot of people, even now, most recently, a lot of people are coming out and saying like, hey, you know, let people play, let people enjoy. Everybody should be able to play the games. And yeah, I agree with that. I think we all agree with mm-hmm. that in some form or fashion. As, as much as we have a wide array of opinions and a wide array of perspectives, and sometimes we beef and debate about stuff, we could all agree on something like that. But yeah. sometimes you have to question the motivation of some people when they're saying things like that, especially based off past actions. It's just weird to me how people are complaining about, you know, Dark Souls or, or the Soul-style games, Bloodborne and stuff, about how they don't have difficulty options or that they should never have difficulty options, but then it'll be okay with a game like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, or they'll be uh, complaining about a game or at least complaining about the arguments with uh, Psychonauts 2, with the whole invincibility mode that Double yeah. Fine was going to put in there. The yeah. problem is, is that there's no consistency with this stuff. So the idea of get good that a lot of people that have said for years and I've always got hung up on, that's a very almost elitist slash gatekeeping mentality solely because it's trying to police another person's experience with a video game. And to me, I don't like that. I think that's stupid. I think that's immature. I think that it's very like inconsistent with my values and stuff. So, and again, I use the example of Dark Souls in, in that video, in that podcast, because it's like, listen, I would go and play through and complete probably all the Dark Souls games, Neo, Sekiro, uh, Lords of the Fallen, all these different Bloodborne, etc. If it had options for me to change my experience, if I wanted to, that's not taking, that's the other problem. People think that having stuff like that is going to take away the experience that they had, or it's going to invalidate their ability to get over the crazy challenge that some of yeah. these games have. You know, Jedi Fallen Order showed that you could do that and and ha- have everybody have their own experiences because you could play on harder difficulties and it feels like a Dark Souls game oh, when yeah. you play that besides the way it looks and plays. But like it, it gives me it gives someone like me or other people who probably don't like that punishing experience the ability to go and experience that world and check out what it has to offer. You know, that's what people don't understand, I feel like. Yeah, because like gaming is just to me, at least, it's just um, an experience that I think, like, why not share it with people? Um, exactly. Know, like, it's like, then it's something we can both talk about. Um, you know, I I do get, like, um, like people wanting other people to get good. Um, but, yeah, I don't like the gatekeeping aspect of it. Um, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's, yeah. And that's a problem gaming's had for a while is this whole gatekeeping thing. Um, I used to play this game called Elite Dangerous. Um, I know they dangerous. Yep. Some of the worst gatekeeping I've ever met in my life. A lot, a lot of games like that. Or again, the problem is that these people that are acting like that, that have those stances, don't understand that in their attempts to preserve their community or help their community grow the right way, they're doing more harm to their community than anything else. You find that in the fighting game community sometimes for years. Oh yeah, it was like you that, use that. You find move? that in FPS You find that with darks with the Souls community now, especially the Souls community. I don't think they realize it with that. Uh, you find in all these different things, and it's like, listen, you know, your your games, your franchises, your communities thrive when more people, especially newer players, come into them and actually help continue to make them everlast like that. The moment that people stop buying those games and they stop caring about it, especially newer players, and they go play something else, that's when it's your community's problem. That's when your community and your game could die like that. Your franchise could die and go away. I mean, look at games like Legacy of Cain, like we haven't seen in a while. Look at games like, I would even argue Tomb Raider to an extent. 
You know, I would even argue, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, everybody talks about Darkstalkers, that they wanted a new Darkstalkers game oh, yeah. for the longest time. You know, that was something that was talked about and then just kind of disappeared. Like, it's a number of different things. And you could think of many different franchises that are like that. I think every single gaming community suffers from something like this in one form or another. You can even say the same thing about the art JRPG community with Kingdom Hearts, with Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, or people that, oh, yeah. you know, argue about turn base, argue about real-time battles argue about like tactical battles uh you know tactical like you know final fantasy tactics type of stuff it's like yep. really weird all or over the if place, you man. like seven it's because you know everybody likes seven you oh you didn't really play know seven. final fantasy you didn't play seven originals so like how can you really appreciate and understand what's going on with yeah. a remake it's, it's like it's like, stupid it doesn't matter it doesn't stupid matter. arguments um mm-hmm. yeah no the it's funny that you say that because i actually quit playing elite dangerous because i was in a stream and the streamer got chastised for using the wrong engine. Like the person just went off on him, and he's like, "That person's in the wrong." I'll tell you right now, it's yeah, not the streamer. Sure. Right, that person's in the wrong. Straight yeah. up. And like the streamer's like, "All right, man, just drop it." Like I'm, like I'm gonna play how I'm gonna play. Like just let me play my game. I'm having fun. Like nothing's going on. Um, and you know something? And it's that's just like, funny. Why? Oh, I was gonna say, why, you know, uh, because well, in that game too, like certain ways you fly, they know you're a newbie, and then they how that game works is like they'll trick you into becoming like an indentured servant and shoot you out into space it's just stupid like like, here's the other problem though with with creators specifically like especially streamers the problem is though is that people also need to understand is like other like streamers or content creators they're not obligated to play the game that you to play the game the way that you want them to or Mm -hmm. to have their experience be exactly what you think it should be I think that a lot of people are very immature, especially the younger crowd are very immature that they don't understand that, that they're watching someone provide their experience to you, but it's not, ob- there's no obligation where it's like they have to play the game you want them to play or how they're supposed to play it. That's, that's such a, that's such a, a content creator type of thing, especially coming from the audience and b- people are wrong for doing that. This is why you get so many content creators are frustrated when it comes to making content, especially the more popular they get for certain games, they get pigeonholed into oh, yeah. certain games and they, they can't even like expand or diverse their palette and stuff. And that could get frustrating. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I was actually a mod on the channel and I DM the streamer. I'm like, you want me to time out the guy? And he's like, no, no, you know, it's fine. Um, but um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Like, I know, um, you know, my wife is into Zelda and stuff, and there, there's some games that she won't try just because she hears, like, the elitist attitude of some people. Um, and it's just, you know, it's kind of sad. Uh, but yeah. Some people got to be checked. Some people yeah. honestly got to be checked. I, and the thing is, like, you, you get that. I'll even use the Nintendo community as an example, especially, like, with between Smash Brothers, between Zelda and a lot of others. Mario Maker, all oh this type God. of stuff. There's just yeah. some people in the community that's just like, yo, listen, like, don't be like that. Or just, yeah. just stop doing that. And you get sometimes other creators that kind of like almost fuel that flame sometimes. And it's like not good. It's like, yo, you got to just check people. Just be like, listen, this is not good. And we're not going to tolerate that. But sometimes people don't people, Sometimes people don't want to step up to it because it hurts their, their bottom line when it comes to their audience. And it hurts yeah. their ability to make, you know, a bigger splash with their channels and stuff. But it's like, yo, what do you want? Morals or do you want clout? Yeah, that point, exactly. A lot of people seem to give up their morals just from throw like a view and be like, yeah, let's trash talk people. Exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I usually leave streams when I hear that. Um, mm-hmm. You hear it a lot, unfortunately. Uh, there's a lot of drama yeah. in the Twitch community. I've heard I stay out of it myself. Um, but, you know, that's just, just let it go over there. I'll be over here with popcorn. It, it could go on over there. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just sit over here and be like, yes, yes. Um, but 
Yeah, you know, to to get off the heavy topic, um, you know, we could I could complain about gatekeepers all day. I know you could too. Um, you know, I hope I've never done it. I'm sure I've had though. I'm sure I've done it once or twice in my life. Um, turn some people off to gaming, uh, to certain games I'm really obsessed with. But I I hope I've never done that. I, no, I don't, I don't think, think you're going out and doing that to be like, you're not actively going out and be like, oh my God, you're playing Elite Dangerous wrong. Oh my God, you're mm-hmm. playing such and such wrong. Like there's some people that do that and they just do that because they like the clout and the the validation it gets from like other people in the chat. That's the stupid thing. I don't think anybody, that the majority of people are not going around doing stuff like that. Yeah, just maybe people, maybe if you drop into a chat, maybe think before you type something. Exactly. <laughs> Use your head. <laughs> if you can. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, to move into more drama and things people are upset about, and we've been talking about some consoles and stuff, and you said you got a PS5. What did you do to get one? Did you sacrifice something? You know, you know nope. do you have nine nope. fingers now? Do you only have nine toes? Nope. Nope. I, I, I was a nice, loyal PlayStation customer for many years, <laughs> actually doing stuff, being part of PlayStation Plus. You okay. know, I, I got my trophies. I had my 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 early trophies when when that whole thing. So point is though is that I because I was a customer for so long and I, I was a PlayStation Plus member for so long. Sony did this thing where they offered the ability to wait in line digitally to get a PlayStation Five, you know, mm-hmm. to buy whatever model you wanted, and I was able to get one and invite like that, and that's how I purchased my console. And I was lucky enough to get it after waiting maybe about like twenty or thirty minutes, you know, online. You know, I was able to do that, so I didn't have to go to a store. I didn't have to go through all that craziness. But I luckily I got it, and I was happy that I got it because you know for work and stuff for for content. Content. you know okay. now the next one i got to do eventually is i got to get a series x so i could actually just start doing xbox games because Halo's coming soon so but like you know things like that i it, it's not as crazy as some people think but you know it is rough out here trying to get these consoles because of the scalpers and, and all this other nonsense one mm-hmm. well, excuse me so what people aren't really talking about is too like everybody's talking about the ps5 thing how they they're never restocked they're never restocked uh, but Xbox has actually had less restocks than PS5 have had. Um, yeah, exactly. So do you think it's that that's just like lack of interest in the Xbox series? No, X no, no, no. I think like it's, I think it's a couple that? things. I think obviously the stuff with the chip shortage that was going on in Europe contributed to it. It's contributed to everybody and everything. I think also the scalpers are still a pain in the butt for a lot of people. That's something that's like... You know, uh, you hear these stories about scalpers just stockpiling stuff in like warehouses. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. real thing, apparently. Oh, no. And they're doing that. They even started doing that with the OLED switch recently. It's like, yeah. you know, come on. And I'm pretty sure they're going to do the same thing with the Steam Deck. Like, I would not be surprised. Like, that's what contributes to this. And it's like, it's very hard for a company to fight against that, especially when there's almost only so much resources for, to go around and for them to actually get stuff out, especially in the times that just happened with 2020. I mean, yeah, it's just the way it is. just hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Steam had a pretty good way is you got to only sit in line if you have made a purchase within the last month and your account had to be more than a year old, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that makes sense. That, it's something. But it, there was somebody that they were like a nine-year veteran and they hadn't bought a game in like a year. And then they're like, so I just had to like know to buy a game just so I can like buy this thing. And I'm a nine-year veteran and I couldn't do it. So, well, well, what do you want them to do? I mean, at that point, at least they're doing exactly, something exactly. you know, compared to these other companies. Um, and, yeah, you know, I haven't seen, I know it's just been on sale, but I haven't seen really too many reports of like the scalpers. And I know a lot of people that actually got them. Um, a couple of buddies of mine on Twitter got one. Um, I know a lot of content creators that I watch had, you know, like, like they got their hands on one. Um, yeah. So, 
So, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. you think Sony would have done something then to combat this, but they just don't seem to care. They just seem like, hey, we, we've had the most successful launch ever. I think maybe they're powerless to do so. Like, that's the other thing that some people don't consider. Like, maybe there's other stuff that they just can't, you know, because it's like, again, how do you fight that? Like, how do you get people to, like, stop, like, stockpiling your consoles when not only they're paying for it, but also, like, they're doing other stuff. Now, one thing I did think of that maybe there's other stuff like logistics to it and such, you know, the reselling of the consoles like that. Like if they could finally pinpoint like, you know, specific individuals and things like that, maybe they could stop that and probably get more in stock. Like, again, there's a whole bunch of other questions and other things that better suited people that know about this stuff would, would be able to answer that than me. Well, it's just weird that they're allowing their product to be market controlled outside of the market. Um, yeah, you know, I can't think of any other products that get sold legally that the company is OK with the market being controlled by an outside party. And just like the price is doubled easily. Well, maybe not doubled, but like they want one company that you won't find that with Nintendo. <laughs> They'll yeah. put aside with the OLED switch. I watch that. You oh, start yeah. hearing reports about Nintendo ninjas showing up to people's houses like that. Well, that they do not play. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and like. I just saw a story in Japan. They caught a this group of people that were selling PUBG cheats, and they're going to prison. Oh um, wow! So you, you know you got to kind of wonder when they're going to crack down on these people doing that. Um, Eventually, yeah. Because I mean, nobody feels sorry for them. I know I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know there's an argument like, well, that's their livelihood. It's how they're out there making money. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Uh, Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, care. I don't care. Um, you're being horrible. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's a small thing like gaming. It's not like they're hoarding medicine and we're all going to die if we don't play a PlayStation. Uh, it's not a huge deal, uh, but it's just it tastes wrong. Uh, and when something feels wrong and tastes wrong, I usually think it's wrong. Yeah, um, agreed. But yeah, you know, with the whole chip shortage, too, I know that that's a problem uh, with the RTX 39 or 30. Yeah, 3090s yep. um, for the PC crowd. Um, you know, when those can't come out, they get snatched up by the cryptocurrency people or uh, the bit. Yeah, that sucks. The Bitcoin. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're going to try to combat it to where like if it detects something, it will shut down the GPU and just it won't work anymore. If it detects you cryptocurrency mining, uh, you know, which is a deterrent. But how long till they just crack that? And then, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore because they yeah. will. Um, or uh, like my last guest said, um, you know, what if there's an error and it thinks you are cryptocurrency mining and you're not, then your GPU is garbage. Like, yeah, I, I don't that know if I'm okay with that software on my GPU to be like, I'm going to shut myself down. Blame you, yeah. yeah, so it's, like you're saying, it's kind of hard to combat it, but I feel like there's got to be a way. Because um, like I said, like everybody can get an iPhone, everybody can get everything. Usually, why is the only thing that this is happening for is gaming consoles? Just kind of weird. Mm. I don't know. It's just... And then for Sony to come out and just say, like, oh, this is the best selling thing of all time. But yeah, not really. It's not really. really? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, but tell me that, like, what were the sales on Ratchet and Clank? What were the sales? You'll never find find a lot of those numbers and stuff, even with the NPDs. Like, because Sony, I think it's Sony and and Microsoft and Nintendo, they don't necessarily have to give those numbers. I think sometimes they give some numbers, you know, when they want to actually make like a point or something that like makes it look good. But no, you don't always get that from NPDs. Well, yeah, I know with, with the whole Epic uh, and Apple thing going on um, with the lawyers and stuff, I've been reading a little bit on it, but um, I know the American justice system has been extremely frustrated with how secretive the gaming industry is because Epic like doesn't want to give them anything. 
Um, and the one thing they gave them people data minded. Now they know like the next character packs for Fortnite coming out like the next year or something crazy. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I, I see why um, gaming companies keep it kind of secret, but yeah, it's just weird that, um, you know, they're not doing something about it. Like not contacting the government and being like, you know, something needs to be done. Like come to these people's houses and get them for something. I don't know. I'm not saying they should go to prison, but maybe be like, yeah, you know, you don't get to resell them. <laughs> hey, those those Nintendo ninjas when they show up, it's a yeah, wrap. Exactly. I, I got stories about the Nintendo ninjas. It's just like really like like a crazy like uh, especially at E3. I always tell a story like when whenever I went to I think it was like my second to last E3 that I went to, I got to see uh, Smash Ultimate when that was coming out and stuff. I got to go preview and I had a Nintendo appointment, okay. and you go behind the scenes of the booth to go play the games, right? And there was, you know, I was talking with like security guards there that they were playing games with us and stuff. There was this one guy that came in with a camera. Okay. And it's one of the things that you agreed to, you're not allowed to film certain stuff when you're there behind the scenes like that. When some of the games came up, he started filming it with his 35 millimeter camera and take a wild guess what happened. The Nintendo got escorted out quick. The the security there. They, they turned it on like real quick. Like they just like, excuse me, sir, you're not supposed to film it. It was like, they all just swarmed this man. Like I literally, like, imagine five or six big dudes. I'm talking big mofos. Like oh, all of them, I called them the Bowser Brigade because they all had Bowser pins on them. Like I, I, it must've been like a security <laughs> thing there. So I called yeah. them the Bowser Brigade. They all swarmed this man, removed him from play, then came back and continued playing Smash Ultimate with us. It was the funniest thing I ever oh, seen in my life. Like, the it, was, it was great up. watching. It was great watching from a distance. It was awesome. I cannot imagine being being pressed like that. Oh by the, my god! The yeah. They're like, oh, let's let so see funny. your camera. Ding, ding, ding. Delete. Oh man, they like, here, literally got removed from play. Like oh. removed. <laughs> oh, I bet. That's great. What? What a dummy, though. But so people much want to get stuff for the scoop, you know. I guess. I yeah, guess right. You, you want it up on your feed, and so people. They do out. not play. I'll tell you right out. Nintendo's the one of the few companies that I can yeah. definitely say they do not play with any. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like anything you create to. Um, if you have like video clips, you'd never want Nintendo audio. Um, in any year. Well, now they've that. lined up with that stuff lately. Like True. that type of stuff, they lined up a little bit. But like when it comes to embargoes and NDAs, like I've had to sign NDAs for like certain like Nintendo games, like before mm. they're early and stuff. They do not play with that. <laughs> they are severely serious when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah, I've I've only had to sign two for some uh, alpha or like betas I did. Uh, and it was never, never like huge game company. It was, it was like smaller in there. There's like, don't capture the gameplay or anything. Like, yeah, it's, it's very simple. You know, fine. it's very simple. Yeah. Just don't do this before this day and you're good. But like yeah. some people don't understand that or they think that they could cross the line. As soon as they cross the line, they, they get burnt. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a really bad burn. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like they're good. Bad. Where it came from. Images have uh, geo stamps on them. Yeah, you that happened one time, it. believe it or not. I was I was actually uh, at one point I was a Nintendo brand ambassador and there was other Nintendo brand ambassadors that were within that same group as me. One of them I think had leaked out Kirby's Planet Kirby Planet Robobot in the, the European version, the ROM dump, and all these content creators started downloading it and playing it, you know, like full on like that, uh, yeah. spoiling the game and everything. And Nintendo just pretty much went in and order sixty six like all of them from the Nintendo brand ambassador program. They just got rid of them. I bet. For that. Yeah, that's a no no. Like, mm-hmm. Come on, when you're Brandon, yeah. Bass, there, was, you there was one guy. There was one dude that actually had gotten Mario Maker. You remember when Mario Maker was on Wii U? I think, it, yeah. yeah, it was on Wii U. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it came out early. There was one guy that got it and he was selling it, his copy, to different content creators for like over a grand for them to make content on it early. Let me tell you something. He really got pressed by the Nintendo Ninjas for that. Yeah, like, it, it was 
severely bad oh, for him. Man. That's like kick down your door type stuff. Yep. <laughs> FBI, yep. man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the FBI warning, you know. Would you download a car? I mean, if I could, yeah. You know, um, the fact he made, he made money on it too. That that's what really pissed them off. Like they yeah. they were really upset about that <laughs> because well, you you agree you become a brand ambassador. You agree to some of these things. You sign NDAs and, and contracts that specifically say you can't do stuff like that. So when you do do stuff like that, they ha- are one hundred percent justified coming at you that way. Yeah. Well, like even you know when you look at the fine print when you buy a video game, it even yeah, says you're really not you agree not to do that. To, yeah, and you're not supposed to like play the game for profit for people and do that. Like you're, that, you're that's also keep in mind that's also why when the whole thing with the mods for like Smash Melee for the tournaments and stuff when that was a whole big deal, Nintendo was 100 percent justified in, in coming out and saying like, "Yo, we're shutting this down." Because mm-hmm. and they even gave those people a chance to, be able to work with them, and they still said no. So Nintendo was like, "Okay, well then, your whole thing's done. Like that's it." Yeah. And they're 100 percent justified in doing it. Yeah, I mean it's their intellectual property. Um, they mm-hmm. and they have a right to protect it. For real, because um, you know, I'd be, I know, I'd be mad if people took my content and did things I didn't want with it or didn't agree to. Um, if it didn't align with what I wanted, I'd be like, well, no, I don't, I don't want that. You know, um, yeah. You know, I, I get people say like, well, it's flattering, and you know, it's in homage. And they don't care. They, yeah, they, they care about like, money. They care about they their business. Care. Yeah, uh, they do they not give a damn. Hundred and fifty year old company or something. They don't care. Oh uh, no, they're over hundred years old right now. I or yeah, or hundred twenty yeah, years old, something like that. But yeah. they're, 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 there's a reason why they've endured for so long. And Nintendo is probably some of the most savage businessmen I've seen in the industry. Like for oh, yeah. a number of reasons. If you go back and read history, they are savage. Like, oh yeah, straight yeah. up. Well, that's <laughs> they say like their their attitude. They saved the video game industry because of the crash. There, that's that came from their attitude. They're business savvy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because um, I was talking to a guy on on Twitter, and he was kind of saying like everybody says the video game myth is a is a crash because like a year later they were playing NES. So yeah, well, like, guess yeah. why? Yeah. Guess why? Because Nintendo behind the scenes with developers and stuff had an ironclad, like, you know, uh, a series of contracts and, and uh, agreements for yep. different developers where they could only release so many games. They could get only so many cartridges. And they were really ironclad oh, yeah. with that. And that straight up saved the games industry. Because yeah. remember, pr- prior to that with Atari, everything was just so Wild West that they were releasing games that were just like shovelware constantly and yep. nobody was buying at one point. That's what caused that crash. Yep. And that's why they had the seal of quality, um, which yep, you know, exactly. became a meme. Um, but yeah it's funny you bring up that whole um cartridge thing because that's a really interesting story um there's actually a company that sued that they want to produce their own carts and like, you know, it's, it was tension yeah yeah and they're, they're like you know it's not fair you're not selling us enough carts uh we can't yeah and you know what happened they got caught they got caught yeah. reverse engineering the the cartridge like the, the actual like yeah. protection the copyright protection they got caught with that because they did some illegal stuff with the the actual copyright library of the united states to actually go get the blueprints of the cartridges like that it was some super illegal stuff oh that, yeah you know it was it, like some candlestein stuff yeah it was stuff. crazy <laughs> yeah like spies are like we need to know the blueprint yeah that that's oh, a really cool story um you know i should mm-hmm. i want to implore people to actually like google that it's a really cool i think story. i think you could actually watch it on netflix that or, or is it either on netflix or some other uh streaming service where it's the video i think it's the video game years or one of the video game documentaries oh, really? that gets into that specific thing like they get into that they get into uh what is it uh konami when they got the name ultra they have the reason why we have the name ultra it was konami because they wanted more cartridges to release more games for the nes that's why you got metal gear that's why you got turtles uh tmnt all those games and a whole bunch of castlevania like oh, it's okay. like i said some, some weird dirty stuff 
yeah. these people were doing. That's how we got all those classics. <laughs> well, I mean, when the games are good, I guess I'm okay with it. Right. Um, but God, can you imagine that nowadays? Um, oh, hell no. There'd be lawsuits everywhere. What? <laughs> yeah. Everybody Sony's like, sued. you only get this many Blu-rays. Sorry. People be like, no. Yeah, instead of happy yeah. Miyamoto, you have very mad Miyamoto. Yeah. And, then, and then it'd be Reggie, like his bouncers, just like suing everybody, hitting them like court orders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's crazy just how far the game industry's come with like um, how they have to credit things and like do certain things. And um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, to pull away from that, uh, to talk about, um, you know, the gaming stuff, uh, if anybody is a PC gamer, uh, we're just going to take our our usual um free games of the week thing it's a series um i'm trying to do every week so we're going to talk about nice. the games you can get from epic uh this week is no real huge ones uh they're giving away abduction it's available until july 2nd which means it's probably gone now um and then epic is also giving away civilization or off-world trading company it is an rts from the lead designer of civ 4 soren johnson uh, so if you're into games like that, uh, maybe if you have an Epic account, go get their, their free games. Uh, this is not a plug for Epic. I'm not paid by Epic. Uh, I just want free to is free. The, yeah, I just want to point out free games. Uh, they're one of the few platforms on PC you get free games. Um, mm. yeah, you know, um, if you do Xbox Game Pass, um, that is a really great service that I use. Uh, they have free games out every single week. Uh, pretty soon, um, I'm going to be doing a series about that too, should you download uh so yeah just kind of keep an eye out for that um you know take advantage of these free games people um you know even if you don't like it download it or add to your library just have it that's what i do with ps plus that's what i do with the ps plus collection same thing i do that every month i even though some of the games i will never play i still have it and my my library is ridiculous now from all the time like it's all well over 300 or 400 something games it's it's insane yeah i think my epic library is pretty big too because i bought like two games on it but yeah i just it's a free game why not? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you can go pick that up. Um, so that was just a quick little thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I know, Jane, um, I know you wanted to bring up something. I do stutter. I do have a speech. Oh, uh, you good. So sorry to bring that up. Um, yeah, you're good. So, um, but I know you wanted to bring up a story um, that you sent me and I thought it was kind of. Uh, yeah, wild. Um, yeah, it was Kukaku. wild. Wow. Um, yeah, man, could talk. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, he sent me this article about a Call of Duty dev that was visiting Europe, um, and they were just kind of researching things about the game, shooting old guns and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And Kotaku was just kind of roasting him, just saying, like, oh, your job's so easy. Um, you know, what about all the people back programming? And, all, and it's just like... What the why, hell? Yeah, why <laughs> did they bring that up? It seemed like an unneeded thing that needed to be said. Um, why, what do you think was the context behind that? Where you know what it is? And, and, and again, I, I might be a little biased, so I have to say as like full disclosure, again, a lot of this, my opinion comes from being a games journalist slash games media person as a writer that's, again, been in the industry for over 10 years. Again, I'm going on 12 years in January doing this professionally, like writing about it. Well, okay, that's awesome, so, man. 
Good job. Thank you. This Thank is tough you. to do. Like, it's tough to do. You know, it, it, it's it's tough to stay in it, especially. And again, because like I haven't gone hired by a major outfit and stuff, but like understand a lot of my opinions on this comes from having been exposed to people that are part of these outlets and also that are in the industry, including devs, including PR people, including writers, content creators, etc. My problem with this, and, and it's been my growing thing over the years, especially with places like Kotaku, not necessarily the outlet itself, but some of the writers and the individuals that they get hired on there, where they're just very obnoxious. They're very obnoxious. They're very rude. And they do things with the intent of being almost malicious and like mean spirited. That's what I felt with this. Like the same person who wrote this article also wrote the, the, the fuckboy article about oh, Final Fantasy, uh, Stranger in Paradise. And yeah. here's my problem with this. Like, I don't like stuff like that because look, I understand I there's nothing wrong with criticism. I've criticized games before. I've called games garbage and bad before, like justifiably so. But yeah. like, I'm never, I've never done content and I've never done an editorial or a review or anything or a podcast interview, whatever. I never done something that was mean spirited like that. And these people consistently do this like constantly all the time do this and they expect to get away with it because nobody checks them. Nobody's like, Hey, this is not right. Where, why would that type of article now, especially with Kotaku, okay. The, the whole call of duty article now, right? Why would that get past the managing editor and the editor in chief, which was Patricia Hernandez after Patricia Hernandez, not too long ago, did a whole spiel, a letter from the editor and this like, you know, a uh, mandate or this declaration about how they're going to change Kotaku. They're going to make it better and stuff. This was a whole thing not too long ago that, that she came up when she became the EIC. Now you still got this. Like yeah. this is more par for the course of what's been going on with Kotaku. Because people don't like this. A lot of people really had a problem with this. I saw in real time, right? I saw a bunch of developers, not just Infinity War, because if the people in Infinity War, the Call of Duty developers are justifiably pissed off at Kotaku. But then you saw all these other developers and these other people, including other content creators and other media people like me, that were like, yo, why would you do something like this? Let alone you're putting down the hard work that developers do, which is messed up in of itself, okay? Being someone that's in the industry, you should know, having talked to all these developers at one point or another, that they do a lot of hard work. They're not just going there for vacation. They're doing yeah. research. They're going to be there working like long hours. Some of them have to deal with crunch. There's a lot of other stuff. Why would you still go out and make an editorial like that and downplay the, the struggle that they have to go through and, and, and the work that they have to go through? That's the problem. What's the motivation behind that? And it's the same person that's done articles like this in the past. So it, it made me really like look at that. And I'm like, yo, I don't have any respect for that. I don't have respect for that type of mindset. It's borderline on yellow journalism because you've seen other editorials like Kotaku that either lie or do stuff like this. And again, it's borderline yellow journalism in the same way. So it, it's just like... I'm not a fan of that, and and I'm not a fan of that. That that was funny enough. That was related to this. The spinoff uh, attitudes from some of these same people, not just the people I could talk about, but even at other websites, you know, other larger websites, they have this really obnoxious, nasty attitude towards people. They're just malicious. They're just hostile towards their audience, hostile towards other people that feel differently about them. And I'm not with that. I'm I'm just so sick and tired of that, man. It's just nobody checks them. Nobody goes up and is like, "Yo, this is wrong. You should not do this." Yeah, yeah. You think it's just there it's like a like a power thing like well we're kotaku and we've been here well i think part of it is that but i also think that part of it is that at their jobs you know the company only cares about traffic they care about seo they care about hits and as even though there's bad reactions to this stuff it's still traffic to their website it's still engagement on their comment section it's still engagement on their twitter activity you know 
it's still all that stuff that's coming from AdSense and everything else. Like that's what really what they care about. And a lot of these websites, including Kotaku, are struggling with a lot of things like that over the last couple of years because a lot of people have been getting fed up with that and they're going to YouTubers. They're going to content creators outside of the main outlets out there. Even IGN. IGN is the biggest outlet right there. And I love IGN. But sometimes you'll see things on there that'll be like, yo, like what the hell? And you'll see the reactions from people. And it's like, yo. You know, you can't blame people for feeling a certain way about gaming journalists or gaming media people when you see stuff like what Kotaku just did or like what you've seen in other places. There was an editorial that's in the same vein as this that did about Spider-Man and the whole COPPA thing where they were saying that Spider-Man was trying to get people to, to feel better or feel good about the police department. And there was like oh, this whole yeah. other political thing. It was really, it had nothing to do with the game and it had nothing to do with the context of this stuff, but it was mean spirited. And it was like, come on now. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, why the, the real question people need to ask, why does this stuff get past editorial, get past the editors over there? Why does it get past the managing editor and the editor-in-chief and get published like that? That's that's where this type of stuff should be called out when people do this. The problem is that you got a lot of people that feel very similar and they just care more about the reactions and the traffic and the engagement more than the morals or what, what is right and wrong. Well, it's like when you're doing video game journalism, or any kind of journalism, you're supposed to give an impartial take of the facts of what's going on. Um, so it's like they're almost just turning into an editorial. Well, oh, that's the problem. I don't know if you've realized, like a couple years ago, there there were some people, and I, I won't name them, but there were some people at some major websites that said that editorializing news and editorializing uh, uh, objective opinions and stuff is what the new hotness is now. Yeah. You know, that well, not verbatim, but like that's what they said. And the problem is, though, is that, you know, I was taught, I was raised in the ways like, listen, when you're writing a review, you have to judge a game based on what it gives you, what the game is, rather than what you want it to be. And you've seen this many times with different reviews out there that it's almost vindictive to what, you know, the writer or what some of the people over there feel about other topics not related to the game. That's I never liked that. I never respected that. That's what happened to Far Cry 5. That's what happened to Ghost of Tsushima. That happened to a lot of different games, and I think that's so petty and so wrong. Yeah, well, it's like, it's almost like they they don't have respect for the industry enough to give it respect. I'm not saying you always have to be nice, but um, yeah, it's like when I go to review a game too, um, I would never like go to attack anybody or you know make an outside connection with some weird thing like with the fuckboy. Look at the PS5 review that Kotaku did. I think it was. I think yeah. it was Kotaku that did that, that where same outlet. And it was like, you're, you're reviewing the PlayStation 5, but why, why are you talking about saying that like the world's in chaos and stuff? Like we, we know this, we're, we yeah. live in the same reality. Yeah. What the hell is I got to do this with the PlayStation our, 5? This like, is our Shut up. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Like, you know, it, it's a million and one different things, but to, to get back to the editorial, like the actual article, like this news piece, it was just so mean spirited and it should have never gone to print because that same writer has done stuff like this many times before. And it's totally contradictory to what Patricia Hernandez, you know, the EIC of Kotaku really put out there of what the site was going to change. Like there's no change with something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say their writer's name because I don't want people to really look uh, that person up um, or I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Um, but to kind of read part of it, um, part of the thing, it's like, let's see. So right at the end of the article, to kind of give context to people how we're saying it was kind of nasty, I don't want to read too much of it. Um, but yeah, uh, they're saying uh, like what he was doing, one of the creative directors there. How it was firing they guns. Sh- yeah, they shoot off guns to get like the sound effects and how they feel. Um, yeah. So then they finish it out. There's no telling what kind of research that will involve for the their next game coming out. 
uh, but it's sure to be a great deal more tentative than a nice European vacation hiring an M1 grand or two. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not true. Like that that's a hundred percent wrong. And it's and the people that were over there were like, yo, like what are you talking about? You know, this is this that type of research is why you get Call of Duty in the high quality that it is, you know, where yeah, you get exactly. games like that. You know, Infinity War, you know, they make multiple Call of Duty games. They've done that for multiple games. Even people back in the day that were working on World War II Call of Duty games probably did the exact same thing, firing similar guns from those models of that era. Like, this is something that's not new. So why are we going to have, like, this condescending, like, petty attitude towards it? Because I can tell you like right now. Because people Call of Duty, that's why. I, I've taken trips, you know, to go cover games. Like, one, one of my favorite, uh, biggest examples, I, I actually went to, De uh, to, to Bungie's uh, event. I actually got to review Destiny 2 early before anybody else. And I got to go visit Bungie's headquarters and stuff. That was a cool trip. But it was still work. I wasn't there just chilling yeah. in Seattle. Exactly. You know, I was there talking to Bungie about Destiny 2. Yeah. visiting their offices seeing them work Taking on destiny 2 like, and like absorbing you know, you know playing yeah. the game or doing different stuff like you're doing things out there for a reason it's not like they're just there meandering and that's mm -hmm. that's what that editorial comes off like it's like they're trying to almost like say like yo this is why your developers are making bad games or whatever they're meandering whenever they go to like a trip to europe it's like come on now yeah like, they they're saying like yeah there's driving around tanks and they're just firing off stuff and getting drunk it sounds like you really think like, like the, the team of the witcher of the 3 like at CD Projekt Red, like, because they're in Poland and stuff, like, when they fly people around to go, like, do stuff with developers or with media and stuff, you really think they're just hanging around, like, in, in like, a tavern, eating, like, giant, like, you know, uh, drumsticks and shit like yeah. that? Like, no, it doesn't work. Like, it's yeah. stupid. It's or, stupid. <laughs> like, when they made Final Fantasy fifteen and they're taking pictures of rocks, like, the Swiss Alps, like, they went to a nice hotel after. Exactly, like, come on. what you do. Um, I travel for work for extended training and stuff uh, to keep up with... Um, you know, like technology and stuff. Um, Beneath me like on a team like if i'm like their editor or whatever i would never let that pass no, that is solely just to get shock value and it's like it's the and, and and if i'm being honest the opinions about it in that same editorial for about uh stranger in paradise and stuff it was just such a condescending thing it was like yo you're not even really giving the game a, t a chance you're writing it off as like a certain thing because of your own personal nonsense it's like you're not being you're not being legit here yeah it just sounds like somebody that doesn't like call of duty like Final Fantasy, apparently. Yeah. Dark Souls Final Fantasy. That's pretty much what that game was. It's just like, what the hell else are you talking about, man? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of crazy um, how some journalism is. Um, it's not, and here's the other thing I should mention, too. It's not all games journalists, gaming media people. Because no, a lot of people no. have a real problem painting a very broad brush. I've been accused or, or been called a games journalist, you know, as a derogatory thing, even though it's not really a derogatory thing, but some people, oh. a lot of content creators will do you that. Sound you know, like a journalist. Yeah, no, I've had that happen to me yeah. before. Like some yeah. people have said like, oh, he's a games journalist. Like it's almost like writing off your opinion or writing off your, your, your credibility and stuff. It's like, 
Well, I consider myself a journalist because I've written news before. I've, I'm, if anything, I'm more of a critic and a media personality. That's really what mm-hmm. you know I do and stuff. But it's like this, this attitude that just because of stuff like this, which stuff like that should be called out, you know, when it, when it happens and stuff. But you should never put the same other people that are maybe even in the same outlet or in the same industry all in the same boat because that's oh, just not fair. No, because they probably do have a lot of great writers there. Exactly. Um, yeah, but. Unfortunately, stuff like that that makes people quit reading them. Then, unfortunately, you don't ever read those people's stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I I've had some people say stuff too, like they say, like, "Oh, destructive game." That that sounds like like a game company, and like, so are you like a like a critic? And I'm like, well, I guess. Like, I've just, like they don't give you a chance before getting to know you, which I yeah. I don't like. I think that's not yeah. cool. So then they just say like, "Oh, you just want to come out here and get views," and it's like, "Well, no." It's like I I have a passion for gaming. I've loved it since I was four. I mean, like I've been playing. Yeah, play something to bring to the table. Yeah, and like I think I have some stuff to say, and people are always complaining. Like well, it seems like people don't even play games. Well, I do. I've been playing them my whole life, and you still don't care. You, you know, when you hear what I do, um, you, you know, and I've I've seen you say that too. Like people will write you off. Um, when they hear you're a YouTube creator or a creator in general. Like, and funny enough, I've had that happen to me by people in the industry. There, there's some, very, I won't say oh, who yeah. they are because for, for obvious reasons, but there's been some very big people in the industry that, that even people follow now that have done that to me directly, even in person at, at events and stuff and on social media. And it's not right because the way I look at it is that regardless of what your audience is, I think that real is going to recognize real number one. And I think that two, when you have something interesting and, 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 and passionate that you're, that you're passionate about to say, or to contribute about whatever it is, whatever hobby, and in this case, gaming and stuff, that's going to stand out more than anything else. And sometimes in a lot of instances that could stand out over someone that has a larger audience than you do, because the way I talk about games sometimes could come off a little bit, you know, could be, you know, professional, whatever. And I might not get a lot of people that, that like follow it or look at it and stuff, but if you stack it up against some other people, that were like come off like very condescending or very like uh whatever when they're talking about games and stuff people are going to see the difference that's a very bruce lee thing i know he's talked about it with his own movies he's like listen like you compare the people and people will see the difference on them on their own without me having to tell them mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah because like you can um you can tell when somebody has a passion for it and they really care um that, that's what i was saying like you know i was stalking you and like i watch you and like you care you have well thought out things you can tell you're Thank not you. just like flicking it on like blah 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 game's cool game's bad video over you know you can't be like that yeah can't be like that um, yeah and like but then you know i've had people in my life i've known for a long time and friends and then you know i'll i'll casually mention something they're like oh you do youtube like why dude you know like why because they just don't understand yeah they, they just don't understand youtube or like, haven't looked at it yeah it's like i did creative writing i love writing short stories i love and it's like this is a natural progression um it's an artistic thing that i like to do and it's the thing that's fun to do. Uh, yeah. And then, but then like, like you're saying, some people even in the industry and some even other YouTubers write you off because you don't have good enough. I have before yeah. too. Like, oh, you're only <laughs> this stuff, or you only get this many stuff. It's like, it doesn't matter. I, I've had people not there. talk to me. I've had people write me off and not want to talk to me because I didn't have over 20K subscribers on my channel i've that that's a legit thing i i've invited people to come on my some of my podcasts just to come talk games with me and stuff and they wouldn't do that yeah yeah oh no discord pooping out again um technology <laughs> people stuff stuff happens at there, least you, you come me? back in quick yeah, yeah um yeah it's crazy that they write you off for that 
Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts that people will do that, and it's all because they get caught up on their own hype. They get caught up on their own like gas, you know, ga- people gassing them up and stuff without realizing that not only it, it's a little bit more beneficial to be humble, you know, as because you were once at that point that someone's like not at that same point as you, but also you gain more by working with more people. That's the one thing I always tell everybody is like, listen, it shouldn't matter how much following somebody has. If they have something that you can mesh well with, then why not? You know, who, who are you to say no to someone just because you feel like you're you're above them? That, that That's very conceited to me. Mm-hmm. One thing a lot of people don't realize is a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of popular creators are part of companies who pay for advertising and all these things. And you oh, yeah. The credibility thing comes up. into play, too. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I don't put ad money. I don't use, you know, stuff to get my views. Um, so, you know, it's like a lot of people don't realize that either. It's like, you know, who you're listening to might not be there for the right reason. And I'm not saying everybody's like, like that. There's a lot of good creators mm-hmm. with great numbers and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to run into that, I'm sure. Because, um, you know, I, well, I kind of did with that video. Um, I'm sure if I had a million subs and I put out a thing saying, hey, can you make a video for me? I would have gotten a lot more um, than just one. Um, so... You know, it, it's sad because we all start with zero or one yourself. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not a, well, I'm, I want to get to a higher point. Like the, the main thing is that everybody has the same level playing field when they begin, yeah. you know, when they first take those first few steps. And I think that a lot of people down the line, they forget that. But they also like they also they're almost like the times there are instances where I've seen is like they're almost in denial that they were at once at that point. Now, to them, it's just now where they, they feel like they have enough clout and they could be comfortable, you know, away from, like, you know, the hustle and the bustle of, like, actually building up something. Yeah, and ha- having to get, like, the connections and, like, a lot yeah. there. Yeah, the hustle of it all. Yeah, I that scares me. Um, I never think I'm doing good enough. <laughs> you know, that's normal um, to, to think like that. Honestly, like for this stuff, there were days like even early in my career where I was like, I felt like either one, I was wasting time. But when I was trying to relax, I was wasting time. Like I, yeah. I felt like I have to, to force myself to be constantly doing stuff. But also like, you know, just doing certain things that just were not getting pushed out there like that. I still feel that way even now. Like a lot of the work that I do sometimes just doesn't get seen and it sucks. But like you have to keep, you know, keep doing it. And eventually that changes, you know, as the ball starts to roll. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, um. A lot of people too, uh, when you tell them that stuff and they think like it's easy to, you know, you're like, oh, you're just out there creating or, you know, like popping out a video. It's like, no, it's actually a lot of work. Uh, if you care, um, not, I'm not saying caring about views, but just caring about your content in general. Yeah. Um, you know, you see some people that just like, they seem they don't put a lot of care into it. Um, or, you know, I'm just projecting. Maybe I don't know. I'm not trying to be judgmental. Um, you never know. But yeah, it's just kind of crazy that anybody would down talk anybody when they're doing the same thing that you're doing. It's like, you'd be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, unfortunately. Um, cause yeah, I, that's not even close to outside the realm of what I think people would do. Unfortunately, it's crazy to me. Um, but, but yeah, I, to go back to, um, this, this stuff here, um, it's kind of a bad segment. I, I like to be a little more smooth. <laughs> um, but, I wanted to bring up a rumor what's coming out. Um, Tencent is looking to buy Crytek um, for over I heard 300, about this. Yeah, 300 million euro. I don't know what that would convert mm. to, to dollars or anything like that. Um, it's probably going to happen, right? 
if it's Chinese money. Uh, There's a whole another conversation that could last like hours about that. Like mm-hmm. the one thing I will say, because I don't understand the full thing over it like that. That if you start, if this actually goes through, and this is actually a thing that happens and stuff, people better start talking about like you know companies and the way that you know they act amongst certain things now, you know, with the worlds. Because it's strange enough, a, a couple, even a couple like games media outlets and stuff, they actually are owned or have like some money from places like Tencent. You know, you never hear about some of the stuff that's been going on in China, and you know, you have to wonder why. You know that there's a lot of questions there that there are very uncomfortable conversations that people don't want to have. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't remember <clears throat> where Crytek, what country they're from. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're American. I, I yeah. would say Europe, maybe. I yeah, think. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Um, so if people don't know, uh, Tencent has a lot of uh, mm, I don't want to put hands in baskets, practically. Yeah, <laughs> like they they, they do a lot. Of, I think they also do stuff. I think it's with Blizzard. They they own a, like a good amount of yeah. Blizzard or something like that. They own a majority of like mobile games. They own a lot of stake in a lot of big companies, a majority stakeholder in a lot of companies. Um, they have a lot of weight. Um, they've also had a lot of controversy in their business yes. uh, past, but as you're saying, they're from China. So it's kind of hard to know what's actually happening. Uh, Cause a lot of it gets covered up. Um, there was rumors and stuff that like people would jump out the windows there and stuff, but that's all God, <laughs> of course. Um, and I shouldn't have said it cause I don't want to spread it. Uh, but like, you know, do you have any thoughts on Tencent? I know we want to be careful what we say, um, well, no, no, I'm not careful this, what say. but the, the main you know. thing is, the main thing is, is that I just don't know enough about the full scope of the picture. I only get like d- details from like what I hear in podcasts or what I watch on videos and stuff for people that have done a lot more reading and watching and, and, and understanding of it and stuff. I think it is something that is worrisome, especially mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, people talking about like, you know, Chinese money coming in, you know, to the United States and, you know, having some influence in certain things there. I mean, look at Guilty Gear Strive, Guilty Gear Strive actually changed up one of the things inside their game in order to be more marketable to China. They got rid of, I think they got rid of some terms in their glossary and a few other things that were, I think we're mentioning of Nepal and a few other things like here and there. That was like specifically catering to a Chinese audience. It's it's things like like that. you gotta start. And they did it specifically, you know, on the down low, they were very, very like sneaky about it until people noticed it because it's the internet. It's us gamers. We're very, we're very like detail oriented. So stuff like that doesn't get past us very for very long. So, you know, it's things like that, that, that bring up a lot of different questions and stuff, but I don't even know, much about it you know to, to really have like a solid like stance on it other than like you know people got to be careful people got to ask questions and try to seek out answers mm-hmm. well well because there's a like risk of like a uh a monopoly um you know especially if that's true um gaming monopolies are getting bad it's almost getting like the movie industry they're just getting sucked up left and right uh, you know when the movie industry first came out there's a lot of different studios and now there's like paramount universal and disney uh, which I think Paramount's with NBC Universal and all that crap. They're constantly merging. Um, so l- the problem people are having that, you know, Tencent or Tencent, Tencent, Tencent is, yeah. um, they're, they're worth a lot more than Tencent. Uh, Tencent is a Chinese company. And as you're saying, you know, some games have gotten changed. Uh, Disney changes their movies for the Chinese audience because uh, the Chinese government is pretty uh, strict about Changing. certain things. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't share can't show certain imagery you can't um you know a lot of things that they've done like you said like nepal and stuff like that uh so the worry is uh they're censoring not like artistic free speech you know can you create a game 
and release it if Tencent owns 60% of your company. And well, well that's Chinese the problem. Like they, yeah. they care more about reaching that audience because the Chinese audience or that Chinese like location, you know, that area of, of, of the world, you know, there's a lot of money to be made there for people buying games or consuming media. You know, this is why you see a lot of Hollywood studios try to go out there because that's an untapped, well, not really untapped, but like there's a lot that's going on over there for yeah, them to be profitable and to be able to do all the stuff. So companies, you know, obviously they care a lot about money. They're going to make the moves that they're going to want to make in order to get that stuff. So it, it really comes to a clash. It's like, okay, what's morally right, but also what's like, you know, preventing other like bad things from going on down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it will happen because they're not going to not release a game in China. Yeah, it's not not going to do that. I mean, there, there's some companies that I've seen that have like taken a little bit of a stance and stuff, but like the big ones like Blizzard. You know, they're going to want to release in China. You know, oh, yeah. you're going to want to see PlayStation release games in China or Nintendo, you know, or Xbox. You know, they're going to want to have access to that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it would be dumb not to because this is an industry. Um, you know, it's hard because there's a lot of art in this industry and you always want to stay true to the art, um, especially because that's what makes the games good. But if there's no money, the art doesn't get to thrive because there's not enough money in the company, especially with how much games cost to make. And unfortunately, companies don't run on goodwill and home, hopes and dreams. <laughs> you know, um, that's what my company says. Um, yeah. Because like Ooh. I said, I, I work for an ISP and a lot of people are mad at us. It's like, well, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you ever play Crisis though? I just want to ask, like, did you ever have a uh, I tried to, to play it? it. I, I never really got to sit down and play it like in full and stuff. Like, I played it at friends' houses and stuff, but like I even tried to see if I could be part of the review cycle for Crisis Remastered, but that never came through. I got denied uh, from getting oh. a code and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah eventually I'll probably get to it. Okay. Yeah, I, I re-downloaded Crisis on Xbox Game Pass, not the remaster, but the old one. And it still has like the problem where the enemy can see you from like way far off when you're hiding in the jungle and they're dead mm. accurate. And you're just like, well, now mm. I got to run 80 feet through the jungle while they hit me the whole time. You know, it's great. That plane. Yeah. So it's still just a tech demo. It was not a great game until Crisis 2, um, which I'm not much into like huge shooters like that. If I'm going to play a shooter, I'm going to play, you know, like a main one. Um, mm. I'm, I'm into Half-Life. You know, I'm one of those yeah, half life is good. Um, I I do like Halo though. I'm kind of excited about that new Halo. Yeah, um, yeah Halo's gonna be dope. Yeah, I know everybody's all upset about the lighting or how it looked. It's like, whatever. As as long as it feels like Halo, I think I'll be okay. Cause I we'll, love we'll know what's up very soon in the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, hopefully in the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Let's see. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, so many games have been delayed, and I know that's got through a couple of their directors for quit or something. And there's yeah, there, there's been some stuff going behind the scenes and. You know, we've heard that happen the past couple of years and usually doesn't end up well for us gamers. The game comes out a little glitchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, or they don't get fixed for a long time, like Cyberpunk, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that, that's why you're seeing a lot of games get delayed is because of Cyberpunk, because of what happened with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I just hope companies don't use that as like, well, we're going to keep it in development hell forever because we don't want a Cyberpunk. So no company's ever going to take like a risk again, you know? I don't know. But probably not. I think it'll be okay because I just don't want Cyberpunk to happen again. That broke me. Yeah, same. That broke me hard, dude. <laughs> I I still I still get angry. About I it too, saw that day. game at E3. I saw that game at E3. That that like one of my years that I went to E3, and everybody was really hyping that game up. So yeah. you oh. that, that was a point you gotta understand that like everybody thought that CD Projekt Red could do no wrong. And, and I was happened. one of them. 
I was one of them. I was singing their praises. I love Witcher two and three. Witcher three. Yeah. Yeah. Three one's rough. See, that's what people don't get. One was horrible. It was just like a port of an engine. Two was good because it was the Assassin's of Kings. Like it was uh, on console. And then three was really where CD Projekt Red became CD Projekt Red. Yeah. And then they had the Gwent card game, which I loved. So I was like, they're on a streak. But my theory is since Witcher 1 was rough, Cyberpunk 2 will be decent. Cyberpunk 3 will be amazing. I'll tell you right now, I don't think they're going back to Cyberpunk anytime soon. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're going they let's go back to what we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go back to medieval times. No more cars. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, did you want to bring up any more news stories or anything else you wanted to say? Not anything else I could think of. Uh, I think we covered mostly like the big stuff that that went down throughout yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a not a slow news week, but it kind of all came in at a rush at the end. Um, that's a problem with gaming news. Like all news now, it moves so quick. So you, mm-hmm. you had to kind of, kind of just get right at the end of the week. So you talk about current things. Um, there was something else I was going to talk about earlier in the week. But I ended up cutting it from the news show. Um, I, just, I just wanted to make sure you didn't have anything else. Um, Good. <laughs> all right. But um, so I want to tell everybody once again that this is Jake James Lugo. He is a content creator. Um, if you don't like that word, that means he is a writer. Right. producer and editor uh you know that's that's what people don't get is we do these things by ourselves you know um yeah we write we record we edit we produce everything um <laughs> yeah and you know we got to make sure like our cuts are right um i'm not saying for uh, for you to feel sorry for us but what i'm trying to get at is go check him out on youtube jake james Lugo, put it in on youtube easy to spell easy name to remember jake james Lugo. go check him out uh, give them a like, and you know, of course, we are YouTubers. We have to say hit the subscribe button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, once again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You were actually my my first guest. That is out of my realm of people I talk to a bunch. Yeah, um, no problem. So, um, I want to thank you for your professionalism. Uh, you were on time. You were great. Uh, you were in contact throughout the week. Uh, so uh, once again, if anybody's listening that does the same thing, uh, get in contact with him, follow him, say hi. Yeah, say, <laughs> say hi. hello. Go That's on the thing Twitter. I tell everybody, like, and say hi. I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm on YouTube like and constantly like uploading every week. It's like I have an open door policy. Everybody could just be like, "Hey Jay, what are you doing?" Or yeah. you know, you want to be part of this? I'm like, yeah. So yeah. hit me up anytime. I'm always around. Yep, exactly. So. Um, so I want to thank everybody for listening. Once again, we do have a sponsor on the show. It's viewers just like you. We appreciate you. This all runs on you. Um, you are what makes me keep going. Your questions, your comments, everybody's support. I do appreciate it. Everybody behind the scenes appreciates it, uh, which is me. <laughs> so until next time, I want you guys all to take care of yourselves. Be good to others. And uh, as always, just kind of take it easy. And Jake, before we go out, or Jake James, do you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, just thank you for having me on. Thanks for everybody watching the stream and having having fun, like talking in the chat and stuff. You know, I appreciate it. Hopefully you guys have a chill weekend and stuff. Go check out my YouTube channel again. Like, like I said, youtube.com slash gamers with games channel. Or just search Jake James Lugo in the search bar. Follow me on Twitter. Go make sure that you're already following Destructive Gaming. Make sure you send some love over there and you know, leave a comment on, on all his stuff and just reply on Twitter. Just hit him up and just be cool. Hey, hey, Super Beast GN, sub to you, Jake James. Super Beast. Oh, word. You, Thank you. You are great, man. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate that. It. 
Thank you. Um, so as everybody knows, this will be up on Spotify in 48 hours because of my Twitch exclusivity agreement. I have to keep that. Uh, so if you want, you can watch the VOD on Twitch for the next 48 hours. After that, it will be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. I will have Jake James links to his YouTube channel uh, in all of the descriptions there. Uh, so like I said, until next time, everybody, take it easy.